Good to go. Is this thing on? <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of It's A Lot with Abby Chatfield. It's me, Abby Chatfield, by herself this time. I've been getting a few more guests on lately and in the future, but, you know, I still have a solo moment. I'll have a solo rant and, um, yeah, cop it. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that's been driving me a little bit mad. Actually, when I say that, it sounds like it's a recent thing. This is something that's driven me mad since I was on The Bachelor. And I feel like it probably isn't the most relatable thing in the world, but maybe it's relatable in regards to things that you guys do. That's really cryptic. Why don't I just explain that? All right, so... I got this message this morning from someone that is literally two paragraphs long. Let me read it out to you. (laughs) Disgusted with the content you threw out there for public viewing. I guess it's all about popularity. Rolls eyes, they put in brackets, so I can imagine them and see their beautiful face. Sex topics always sell, but at what price? (laughs) I don't follow you. So you've literally, you've come to seek me out. You're seeking out my page to say, but at what price? Why are you seeking me out? You've come here, but at what price? I don't follow you, but I know a few young, impressionable people who do. Okay, first and a foremost, it's not my responsibility to take care of your children. It's not my issue. If children are following me and they get something good from my content, love you. Like, if parents deem my content appropriate for their kids, that's great. But it's not my responsibility to be PG when I have a platform that is my own platform and my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Let me talk about reindeer poo. Let me talk about swallowing cum. Leave me alone. Honestly. And also, no, that that was a dumb thought I was going to say. Moving on swiftly. And also, no, don't worry. Let's continue. You may be popular to some. I mean, that's a bit of an oxymoron because you can't be popular to some. Being popular means most like you. So what do you mean popular to some? That's dumb. I can assure you your behavior and content is arrogant, undignified and trashy. And many, many people see it as such. Is that the true legacy you wish to project onto the next generation? Um, I love the word trashy because what does that actually mean? I am a trashy bitch. I am. What, what is trashy actually? Well, how are we defining this? I'm a trashy bitch. Like I love like dancing with my friends. I love learning how to twerk for my friends who can twerk much better than I can. I like dancing. I like having fun. If that's trashy, then I'm a trashy bitch. I'm a trashy bitch of all. Call the bin man. Call me a wheelie bin. I'm trashy as fuck. Fuck off. Also trashy because I like sex. Babe, I like talking about sex. Am I getting sex? No. I wish I was trashier. I wish I was having dirty, dirty, rubbish-filled sex, but I'm not. So thanks for putting my face. Television underscore SS. And you know what? It is the true legacy that I wish to project onto the next generation because I feel like if I was younger and I saw someone talking about sex as openly as I do or just like even just like having fun on Instagram, like is that trashy? Is that what we're calling trashy now? Just like dancing around, having fun with your friends on Instagram, like unsure. But if I had someone like me in the media, I think I probably would, wouldn't have been so ashamed of all the things that I felt when I was going through puberty or whatever, or even when I was older. I mean, look, to be honest, I didn't have shame beyond age like 16, but like other people are probably, actually other people are finding my content beneficial. So love you guys who email me nice things. It continues.
You may not care about how your actions and opinions affect or influence others, but there are many who do. Again, an oxymoron. If I don't care, why would I care that you care? Use your brain to think one more step further. One step further does. You may not care, but there are people who care. Okay, babe. It's convenient for you to block out people who don't agree with your behavior, but you may want to reflect in an open-minded way about the feelings and the opinions of others and how your celebrity status and privilege of influence negatively affect the lives of others. I love someone telling me to be open-minded while telling me to stop being quote-unquote trashy and stop what being, what is it, trashy, undignified, and arrogant. I mean, I have my opinions. I like to say them to this podcast and on my Instagram page. I'm not sure who I'm really hurting. I'm never mean. I'm never really, I'm kind of rude sometimes, people. I'll like out them and be like, you're a dickhead. But I'm not mean to people who don't deserve it. I know you love to ram your opinions at everyone's throats. Yes, daddy. But I strongly suggest you take a good look at yourself and maybe start to ask those critics to give you some tips on how to bring some respect, dignity, and consideration into your content. Thus, I went to a Catholic high school. There's been enough people attempting to put respect and dignity and and spiritual alignment into my content. My content is not going to be any more quote-unquote respectful or dignified because some random person that has one follower on Instagram has DM'd me. You've taken like 25 minutes out of your life to type this out. I'm sure you've gone back and edited it. And for what? Television underscore SS. For what? And this brings me on to what annoys the fuck out of me about some people on Instagram, including myself, pre-Bachelor. And this person doesn't follow me, so maybe they aren't the biggest culprit, but like there's been a bit of discussion lately about people hate following. And my friendship groups and I have been talking about it actually. I'm not sure why. I think we just – maybe I'm bringing it up. Maybe my narcissistic self is bringing up what I want to talk about in group settings, but whatever. Everyone's participating, so love you guys. But hate following. Okay, so before I was on The Bachelor, I used to – maybe not hate follow. I kind of envy follow people – or I would follow them for drama. I don't think I've ever really hated someone off a TV show or on Instagram that I can recall because I have a reasonable mind and I don't get angry about people that I don't know. So that's kind of like just my context of how I exist in the world. But if you did hate someone or like me drama following even, I think it's quite toxic for me. I still kind of drama follow not going to sit here and lie to anyone. I get a lot of people asking me to like partake in their uni assignments or in their like high school assignments and they all have like quite similar questions. So they're unoriginal, just that they're fair questions to ask me. And a big one that I get is how are you so confident despite being on social media and being in the um, public eye? And my answer is always, I think a whole lot of confidence comes from and self-love that I don't have of much right now, talk about that in a little bit, but in theory, self-love I found cleaning out my following, who I follow, really helped. So I used to envy follow and drama follow a lot of people. If I saw a girl that I thought was hot or, you know, even like a guy that I thought was hot, I'd be like, I'm going to give them a follow. I feel like the envy following was like self-sabotage energy where you open your Instagram feed and you scroll through. A lot of interviews that I do, people ask me like, what do you think about social media being bad and, you know, having even more unrealistic beauty standards for women and it's even worse than magazines now and totally there is much more content out there and you think that – you think that the girls you're following, people you're following are quote-unquote relatable because they're just a girl with an Instagram page and that's it or TikTok or whatever 
social media platform, Bebo, MySpace. They're just a girl with a Bebo. You know what I mean? Episode title. (laughs) I'm just a girl with a Bebo. But realistically, you're opening a phone and it must do something to your psyche, consuming envy follow after envy follow after envy follow and seeing a girl who you think is relatable. But if they're editing their photos or even if they're just posing in a certain way or if it's a good photo, like I saw this before where I will take like 50 photos to get a good photo. Then I'll probably put like a, a nice little filter on it to make it look more look aesthetic, like more like Jade Tunchi. Like I just want to be Jade, you know what I mean? So that can like mess with your head, but even more so hate following. What are you doing? Someone showed me a comment that someone made uh, in a Facebook group in a post about me. And someone was like, I can't even hate follow her anymore. Ugh, rolls eyes. Okay, babe, unfollow me then. Why are you hate following me? Why are you putting energy and your vibes out into the world, hate following someone and then getting frustrated when I when I have my own personality. Like my entire platform is me just talking to a camera. It's pretty fucking clear who I am, how I speak, what I do. If you don't like me when you come to my page, that's totally fine. Unfollow me. In fact, you're only like realistically getting more impressions on my Instagram which you're only adding to me posting content, to be quite frank. If, okay, for example, if 100,000 people on my Instagram were hate-following, in theory, if we've got half people on my Instagram hate-following, you're all just encouraging me to post, I think you like my content because you're watching it. <laughs> I just, I, I've had to do a self-preservation thing where I assume everyone watching my content likes it because if I don't think that, then I see the number down the bottom of story views and I go, wow. That's not good. It used to be the opposite way around. When I was on uh, Bachelor, I would think every single person that's watching this hates me. But now I'm on the flip side because you got to. You just got to. But, yeah, no, not been feeling great about myself lately, to be quite frank. I think it is the drinking every night. I I have stopped now. I'm only going to drink during, quote, unquote, special dinners, which includes birthdays. Like, I've just been, like, drinking a lot. I've been eating out every night because whenever I'm in Sydney, everyone wants to socialize with me. So I've decided to do some self-care things. It's not about, like, it actually isn't about how I look. It's about not – I haven't exercised in, in, like, a long while. And I feel like that is really added to my mental – my mental image of myself. Like, I actually went for F45 this morning and I was in the shower, like, dancing to scissor, like, being like, yes. So it isn't really about me not thinking that I, that I quote-unquote, look good. It's just that I feel like, yuck. It's just the drinking. It's the drinking. It's socialization. And I feel like I just get let things get out of hand. I've been drinking and eat, drinking so much alcohol and eating so much, like, oily food, which is great. Like, and the reason why I'm okay doing that is because I'm never, I'm never, I know this about myself, I will never, ever, ever go out to dinner and order thinking about my health. I will never. Because I'm like, I'd rather enjoy my life and enjoy the food. So it isn't about like gaining or losing weight. It's about feeling like uncomfy in your body. I just feel like I've not been exercising enough and also drinking too much and not even just like, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, maybe it's when you're antidepressants. Maybe it's because I've been trying those for a little while. Maybe it's those. Maybe it's the lack of therapy. If you're listening, maybe it's your fault. Not going to say her name because you guys will all book in with her because she's so good. I love her. 
But there's a lot of things going on. And I feel like there's this thing on Instagram or just even on my listeners where you all think that I'm like super confident all the time. But I'm having like a really weird time right now. And I know that I look the same. Like and I, I have simultaneously the biggest ego in the world and also the smallest. Like I'll see a photo of myself. I'm like, yes, I look so hot. But then I'll feel yuck. And I know what's going on there. And I feel like maybe you guys think that I'm always just like sending it regarding myself. But I'm really, I'm really, really feeling gross. And it also isn't about, I thought for a little while it was about external male like validation. But it's really not because I don't want men near me right now because I'm gay. No, because <laughs> Daily Mail finally added me. No, like. Any, any like romantic validation, I think it's honestly just that I am in like a weird space and sometimes that happens and I just seem to be a bit more gentle myself, accepting that I feel a certain way and like uncomfortable. It's like uncomfy. I just want to bring that up because I feel like I get a lot of DMs being like, to have your confidence and that's so nice. But like, I feel yuck about myself now, right now. And I also feel like a bit like, I'm like, oh, I'm annoying everyone. You know what I mean? Like that vibe as well. But I still come here and talk to you guys around poor Elise having to listen to me for hours every week. It's all right. I'm I'm billing your therapist. That's so, so true. <laughs> so I also was thinking the other day, and this is a very short one, very short thought that I'm having. I don't know if I'm being a bit kooky with this idea, but I think I've cracked something. And also this could be an idea that everyone thinks anyway, but what's wrong with being lazy? Let me tell you what happened. The other day, I had, I'd eaten uh, Subway and I was lying on my couch, which is like 10 metres away from the bin and the bin was open and I was like, literally didn't even sit up and just chucked the rubbish into the bin and it landed in the bin. And then I kind of felt a bit of like shame. Oh, it was so lazy of me. Ew. Why did I feel that way? Capitalism. I've also seen some discourse lately on Rosie Reese. She um, owns... Yoni Pleasure Palace. They have like Yoni wands and Yoni eggs Ooh. and she's just beautiful. I've met her once and her partner. Actually, her fiance now they got engaged recently. Congrats, guys. She just has like naked yoga and stuff. She is body image advocate, CEO of Yoni Pleasure Palace, new yoga founder, and she's really into – her Instagram is rosie.reese, but she did a stories recently about starfishing in bed and how it has a stigma against it. And, she's, and she was saying, and I – think this like blew my mind because I had resistance to it at first. She did stories about people being like, I actually enjoy being on the bottom in missionary. I enjoy quote unquote star fishing. And there's this stigma against star fishing because it's seen as lazy. I used to, you know what? And I think about it, you know, I think every time that I have sex, if I haven't gone on top, I think, well, they must think I'm so lazy. But if they've come, from a sweet ass pussy. Like, I've done my job. If you've come, I've done my job. And if I've come, if everyone's happy, like, why do I need to be on top in order to make the sex quote unquote worth it? And it's because I think we, again, is this, am I reaching? Is this about the male gaze and about men, about impressing men constantly, even in a sexual act that is supposed to be simultaneously pleasurable? Because I wouldn't imagine this would happen if I was having sex with a girl. I don't ever think I should go on top. When I have a girl eating me out, I'm like, yes, enjoy this. When I sit with men, I find myself, oh, my God, I need to, I need to go on top. Also because my ex-boyfriend had this joke, and it was a joke, I swear to God, everyone, where I was bad at riding dick. 
But I think he was, it was the kind of joke where it was like to get me to ride dick more. It wasn't abusive, guys. It was funny. But then I feel like whenever I sit with men, I need to ride dick. I need to like impress the fuck out of them. When I sit with women, I'm like, it's so joyous and pure. And it's like, it's like, we are just like two balls of energy exchanging pleasure and love. And I think there's something in this. And I really want everyone to try to not, during sex, not do positions or do things that you don't really, really want to do. And I'm not saying if you don't feel like riding dick, don't hop on the horse. You know what I mean? Like it's not F45 that I did this morning. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to do F45 like me every morning. This is this is like how I didn't swallow cum for six years. I don't think any man <laughs> deserves it from me. Maybe if you enjoy it, go for it. But it's actually a hindrance for me. And I don't make any men come from head for a couple of reasons. Don't like the cum in my mouth. I will swallow over spitting because spitting causes more of a stress. I can swallow, obviously. I've done it before. You saw it on Channel 10's I'm a celebrity getting out of here. But also, I don't think they deserve to come from my mouth. And I want to have sex with you, so I don't want to make you come before we have sex. Like I don't, I, I don't want to make you come from my mouth when I want to, I want to have an orgasm. But yeah, so I think there's something in that about being lazy. It wasn't meant to be a sex talk, but it always comes back to this. All right, everyone, now it is time for my favorite part of the podcast, and that is our nightmare fuel moments. Uh, We've got a beautiful voice memo from someone here. So for those of you who don't know, if this is the first time listening, welcome. But what you can do is email me in at hello at itsalotpodcast.com.com. I just said, always on my mind. (laughs) You're always on my mind. (laughs) <laughs> so that's just serious is you can you can email me at hello at it's a lot podcast.com i prefer a voice memo why lazy uh and also because it adds a bit of spice to the episode of just your worst stories in life like worse like work stories just like why life sucks like tell me like an office moment like have tell me how to fight with your sexist boss tell me that i want that Actually, I want a sex story. I want like a bad anal story. Poo is always welcome. Karma is always welcome. So here we go. Nightmare fuel. This is a good one. I haven't heard this one actually. I only heard the first couple of seconds because at least she wants me to do an honest react. All right, let's go. About a month ago, I spoke to my doctor about switching up antidepressants. Um, and to do so, I needed to have a washout period, which would be basically a week of me not taking anything before I could switch to the new antidepressants. I was taking Zoloft, and Zoloft for me um, it really affects my libido, and it also it basically makes me completely numb down there, so can't have an orgasm. Vibes, okay, so... Obviously, as per interrupting, I was in Lexapro for like three, no, six months, something. And it was literally the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. The joy that antidepressant brought my brain, like I was the best person in the world. Like it was great, but couldn't come. So I totally get being like, this is so frustrating when an antidepressant is really good for mental health and you can't come. And you literally like, I would spend, I would spend, you know what I would do? I would get. A wand vibrator, use my code Abby on Bush, uh, use the majesty. 
a wand vibrator inside my poussoir and then a uh, clitoral suction vibrator on my clit and then also a butt plug just to try and feel something. It was so sad. So, and then I, I still couldn't come. I would spend hours. And then every person that I slept with, it also fucked with me because every person that I slept with, I would assume they couldn't make me come. Even people that I had tried and tested, like even though I knew they were able to come in normal life, so I wouldn't bother even trying to have good sex. I would simply starfish. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Let's continue. Sex just isn't really enjoyable for me at all. Anyway, long story short, I'm in this washout period and I thought to myself, holy crap, I'm going to have a week non-antidepressants. That's a week for me to go out and have a really good time. So I, being the single gal that I am, (laughs) spent $150 on some new sex toys and went hammer and tong for about, oh, probably five days in a row, day and night, whenever I could, I was at it. This then resulted in a UTI. Oh my, oh babe, UTI, I'm a UTI queen by the way. I have so many UTIs that I now am at a stage and honestly, I'd really appreciate if no doctors DM me telling me that I'm wrong. But from my understanding is that I've had so many UTIs that I have to have like, there's only one form of antibiotics that are left working on my UTIs. I had a UTI one time that lasted for four weeks. And they tried four different types of antibiotics and the last one only just worked. I had to go to hospital to get um, entropin because I've had, I get so many UTIs. I honestly sympathize so much, but babe, get some toy cleaner. Which isn't something that I wasn't used to. I'd had plenty of UTIs before and normally, you know, just have a couple Ural Saturdays normally goes away after a few days. Anyways, washout period over, back on the antidepressants, still have this UTI, and all of a sudden, I started to get this really bad pain in my back. Kidney infection incoming. I've had a kidney infection before as well, hospitalised for three days. Literally, the worst. The worst. You have a, you're vomiting, your back is so sore. You think, I thought I pulled a muscle working at Boost Juice. I was looking at Boost Juice. I thought I pulled a muscle uh, lifting up the miscellaneous juices and yogurts. But no, a kidney infection. Awful. I I really feel for this girl. My kidneys are starting to hurt. Let's continue. (laughs) And side area. I thought, where's that come from? Thought maybe I pulled a muscle at gym. God knows. Anyway, it started to get worse um and I started to get a little worried because it was it felt as though it was moving it was just really uncomfortable it was not like any sort of pain I'd had before so I ended up going to the doctors I also had the shakes real bad I was getting a fever didn't know what was going on when I got to the doctors he made me do a urine test and he basically sent me to the emergency um at my local hospital They basically took me in, tested my urine, confirmed the UTI. I also had blood in my urine, which is no good. Oh, the worst. The fuck. You know when the blood comes with the UTI, you're like, this is it. I'll be on a drip now, having little cups of jelly and eating cold egg sandwiches for the next 12 hours while I'm on a drip in hospital. And then sent me away. I had some blood tests and then they sent me away 
sent me home, basically said the next day, go see your GP, get a referral for an ultrasound. So I get the ultrasound the next day. And as it turns out, the UTI had gone up into my kidney and caused me a kidney infection. The worst. The worst. I'm glad it wasn't kidney stones, though, because I thought I had kidney stones at one point. One of my friends had kidney stones when he was uh, travelling. <laughs> and I don't know why I said love He had kidney stones when he was uh, doing, like, a travel show. So he was overseas and he was like, I have to get this filmed. And he was so, so, so sick and had to go on like endone, if you're on like endone to like help your kidney stones, it is literally the fucking worst. Yeah. So my days at the minute are cuddled up to a wheat bag in bed because I went hammer and tong with my sex toys for five days in a row and caused myself a bad UTI, which crept up and made its way into my kidney. On antibiotics now, and I've shoved my little shoebox of sex toys all the way into the back of my wardrobe. I don't want to look at them. And I can't stress enough the importance of peeing after sex or after having a good old time with yourself because if you don't, you may get a UTI and you sure as hell don't want it to turn into a kidney infection, let me tell you. And that was a story with a lesson. That was a beautiful story with a lesson. Do you know what makes me sad? Though, actually, does it make me happy or sad that you didn't even have sex, you just was using sex toys? Maybe makes me happy because it would have been guaranteed orgasms. So at least it wasn't, you know what, at least it wasn't from a foreign person, like someone's finger, someone's mouth, someone's genitals, and a bad bang. At least she got guaranteed orgasms. I'm proud of her. You know when I have UTIs, this is really weird, the only thing that took the pain away from my urethra is masturbating. So I will have to continue. If I was her, I would be fucked because I wouldn't trust the sex toys, obviously. But I like I have to masturbate. It's actually like it's the only thing that gives me some sort of relief. Also, working in bars, I think that's what started my UTI journey because I would work such long hours, you didn't have time to pee, and they wouldn't let you wee. So the wee would stay on your tight little urethra. It was fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that, babe. I really appreciate it. I hope you get better. That makes me really sad. Um, but being there. It's the fucking worst. But mine was from a gross, like, person, not from a beautiful sex toy. I want to hear a story. Oh, my story. Okay. Okay, so Elise, when I came in today to record, she was like, I have a bad dating story. And I said, you? She said, yes. You've been in a relationship for seven years. Mm. That's joyous. But my early 20s were filled with lots of mistakes. And tell me the story. I'm so excited. Hit me. Okay, so, oh God. Uh, okay, I worked in a bar, a man walked up, he was like, you're really cute, can I have your number? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. never, ever had anyone ask my number before. Mm-hmm. And I was 21. And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, gave him my number. He texted me. I texted him. We went on a date. Then I rocked up at the bar and I was like, oh, cool, it's underground, really cute. Problem is, it's underground, so there's no phone reception. So Ooh. I get in there. Ooh. And I was, it was like a cool underground bar in Sydney. I spot him and I was like, oh, hello, walked over to him. And he was sitting with two like beautiful women. And I was like, oh, okay. And sat down with him and he was like, which one do you want, the brunette or the blonde? And I was like, what? Neither, thank you, sir. I was like, oh, um, I was just here to go on a date with you. But like, you know, because I was also a fucking idiot who'd never been on a date before. I was like, oh, I mean the brunette. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, and he's like, gives an answer. Yeah. I mean, and then he wa- walked away to the bar, got a drink, and then I turned to the girls and I was like, oh, how do you know so-and-so? And they were like, oh, we don't. Like, 
he just sat down next to us and I was like oh okay are they, they're like are you on a date with him I said like, yeah yeah I am like, okay cool like good luck let's know this guy older no so he's my age which is fine uh, 21 22 he worked in debt collecting he lived in an apartment that his parents had bought him in the city he's continuing to tell me all these awful stories about himself and then I'm sitting here and being like oh my god he's cut as a snake he was off his really? fucking tits and I was like oh but again first date I'd been asked on so I was like maybe it will get better at least why would it get better he's so drunk he can barely stand up yeah yeah the date continues he says I've booked his dinner I was like oh great Let's go to dinner. We leave the venue. He says, I said, where's dinner? And he tells me it's this pub in Surrey Hills. I was like, which bar? Because in the back of my head, I'm like, please don't be the bar of a guy who I accidentally had an affair with because he was married and I didn't know. Or he was about to get married and I didn't know. Wait, what? (laughs) So in another timeline, I had given a blowjob to this guy who was a bar manager who was about to get married to someone else. Did you make him come? Yes. Proof me before no one ever deserves to come from a blowjob. Yeah, no, absolutely not. He was scum of the earth. Yep. So we're sitting in this cab and I was like, it's not this bar, is it? And he goes, oh, yeah, it is. I said, oh, do you mind if we go somewhere else? Just because like, I kind of had a thing with the manager and it's mm. a bit awkward. And he's like, no, I've made a reservation. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, like they can't be changed at all. So we better, no. we better keep it. I and mean, we have no other option. <laughs> also, it's a pub reservation, isn't it? Like it's like mm. you go into a really expensive restaurant where it's like nope. 100 bucks put down. No, it was a bar. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a pub. Bar. It's a pub with dumplings. In the taxi, on the way over, we had a taxi driver who was not a white man. He had quite dark skin. And the man starts using the N-word. The man who I'm on the date with. He was like, can you hurry up, you N-word? We're going to be late for our booking. And at this point, I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, no, this is bad. Because he's so, he's so drunk. And so all of the racism is coming out. And all of his just like. Oh, it's so vile. Oh, I my God. I still didn't leave. Are you, because well, you're you, I don't know. I like, oh, don't, holy shit. Yeah. So we get to the, we get to the bar. The guy who I had done the awful thing with was there because he's the manager. Oh, my God. Oh, my he God. serves us. Are you serious? Yeah. And the other, like, the Did guy, he recognize you? Yes. And was just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm on a date. And he was like, okay. And he probably thought that you wanted to bring the date there to show off. If I was going to bring up a date to show off, it wouldn't be someone who was so drunk they could barely fucking walk. I know. <laughs> bring a sober date. Uh, anyway, he orders a whole, the guy I'm on the date with orders a whole bowl of wine. And I said, oh, I'm fine. He drank the whole bowl of wine himself. At this point, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to finish my darling. The whole I'm bottle of wine. So you didn't, get a, you didn't even get a taste. No, I just was like, I'm fine. I had like soda water. I was like, I, I think I need to be, I'm a bit worried at this point. And who's going to save you? The guy that cheated on his fiance oh, with you? You know what I mean? Oh, I know. So I finally, I'm like, cool, this is good. I'm probably going to leave soon. He's like, oh, so like, what are we going to do next? I was like, I'm going to go home. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry if I've been a bit erratic this evening. I've just had a really crazy week. Again, I'm just like taking on the emotional work of fixing this man. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, what's happened? He's like, oh, my brother's best friend um, committed suicide. And I was like, oh. oh, man, like, that's really full on. I'm so sorry. Like, if, do you want? Do you want to talk about it? Like that's yeah. it's really hard. And he's like, I actually do really want to talk about it. It's um, it's why I booked a hotel room just around the corner. Like if you want to come back and console me. And I was like, oh, yuck, yuck. Like you're using someone's suicide to try and yuck. He's like, oh yuck. no, we won't do anything. We'll just go to the hotel room. But why would you? Why this is like this isn't like an American High School movie where you get like. A hotel room after prom. Like, yeah, no. why has he done that? Also, apparently he had a flat in Woolloomooloo, so why have you booked a hotel room? 
Anyway, That's so then scary. I was like, okay, time to go. He's like, I'm going to walk you to, I'll, I'll walk you to a, a cab. I was like, sweet, let's do that. And you can maybe be racist again to literally anyone yeah, who walks past. Yeah, and at least you'll be away from this hideous man. Thanks so much. Then I ended up putting him in a cab and he was like, I'm not leaving until you kiss me. And I was like, okay, bye. Turned on my heel and walked away. Yeah. And I turned around halfway down the block and he was still standing there. Oh, and was he was waiting? He, oh, oh, waiting. He thought I was going to come back and kiss him. Because he thought he was getting a smooch after that performance. Yeah. That is fucked. I, my favourite, and by favourite I mean least favourite part of that story, is obviously the N-word. In to- the taxi. It's worrying. A lot of this happens a lot with a lot of men. Their racism comes out, mm. or their sexism, mm. or their homophobia, or they comes out when they and you're like, and people are like they're just drunk, and you're like, that's worse. That's worse. That it's bubbling beneath the surface at all times, and they're spending they're spending so much time and energy covering this up. That's much fucking worse. He was like, I'm Italian. It's allowed. I was like, no. And I was just like, I kept apologizing to the driver. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's all right. I was like, it's definitely not. Um, And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I no. think so. I'm just accepting the bare minimum at this point. At and he, this oh, that's right. He also point. kept trying to kiss me in the taxi. And I was like thinking, oh, this is awful. But instead, he was like, ha, ha, ha. Like kept turning my cheek to the side and letting him kiss me on the cheek. So I was like, I just don't want this man I'm touching me. I'm surprised you made it to dinner. I know, but Why again. Why do you think you went to dinner still? Accepted the bam in a And you wanted, like, it was your first taste of, like, validation, yeah. was it? Because you felt like this guy's come up to me and asked me out. And he's texted me. Fucking This hell. is what I deserve. He's texted me. Yeah. Us? Definitely. was yeah. definitely worth it. Texted yeah. you. That is fucking cooked. Yeah. I love this. Can you think of more horrible date stories? Oh, I have for so next many time? more. Yes. Next, next time we're like, you know what? We don't want to hear your stories, at least we need more of your old ones. And and it's also okay because now you're in a really happy relationship. And, and he's like great and not racist. Really smart. Oh, we love him. Yeah. It's a pity that he, you know I mean he's a homophobe. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys, well thanks for some dates a lot. Love ya. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>